0: Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of American Beauties, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We are brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, as always, Sam Wismer. Sam, how are you doing?
1: Good, good. Excited for tonight's show.
0: Yeah, we have an absolutely awesome show planned. We are so excited to bring on our first AHL player in the history of American Beauties. Um, so what better way than in uh, better time than right now? Then to introduce San Jose Barracuda defenseman Montana Anyabuchi Montana, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
2: Thanks for having me tonight.
0: We have a lot of questions that that we want to ask you about, so we're just going to jump right in here. Um, let's talk about uh, just kind of how you got started with playing hockey, and it was the you said playing started playing ball hockey when you were seven years old. Take us back to that day and the the thoughts and feelings you had as you, the first time that you started playing hockey.
2: Yeah, like it was, I guess I was yeah about seven years old and all of, all my buddies at school were playing uh, ball hockey and there's something we would do in like gym class and stuff. So yeah, it was, it was different because I was, I was more into like soccer at the time and football, you know, so (laughs) it was a different sport, but I, I just fell in love with it after that and then. And then after that, I, I wanted to learn how to skate. And then and then my parents put me in skating classes and stuff. Or like just pra- like just hockey. And then I was like running on the ice and everything. And it was it was it was really tough to grasp at the beginning, but then once you got like got used to it on the ice, it was I just loved it and I fell in love with the game. So yeah.
0: Walk us through kind of like when you thought maybe like, wow, this is really hockey is really clicking for me. And I think I've got a shot at, at going pro. How did that kind of thought and ideology first come into your head?
2: Yeah, I, I didn't really think that until, you know, like, until maybe like 17, 18, you know, like I was ranked on Central Scouting. So I knew there was people interested. But I, like growing up, that was never my intentions. I just, I just loved playing the game. And, and you know, it's, it's brought me really far. So like, it's just... It's never something that I always thought about. It was, it's more of a game that I just loved to play, and and that was the major thing. So, yeah, for me, it's, yeah, it was never, it was never even a thought. So, yeah, I'm pretty fortunate.
0: Yeah, one one thing that uh, with with Sam working with the the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and then I work with the the Cincinnati Junior Cyclones. Um, with the kids who are sixteen to twenty who are looking to go pro or looking to go to the collegiate level, um, what advice would you give to younger kids who are either looking to get into the sport or are you know looking to advance and develop in their hockey careers mm-hmm. um i think I think it
2: has to come down to passion. I think you got to really love the game, and I think you got to obviously put the work in, but I think just kind of just keep working hard and just doing, doing all the extra things like, you know, eating, sleeping, all those things, you know what I mean? Like those are all major factors, but it's, I think it just really comes down to passion and just love for the game and and willingness to do whatever it takes to get to that next level and, and, and kind of embracing it and, and, and trusting that process. And I think if you have all those things together, it's inevitable. I think it's, your your dreams will come true. And I think that's, I think that with everything, I think if you have enough passion for something and you keep working, I think everything will happen the way it's supposed to happen. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed reading through your, uh, as we, as we got our first comment, uh, Vincent chiming in to say, Hey guys. Uh, Hey Vincent, thanks for tuning in and watching the show. Um, Montana reading through your, uh, like your game day routine, um, you, you kind of have some things that you do where it's certain times and certain, um, you know, getting into a, a routine. Um, how should younger players go about finding that type of a routine or something something that works for them?
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, it has to work for you. And I know a lot of people are different. Um, they have superstitions and, and they have to do that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like that a lot because, you know, if you miss something here, it might affect you and and it might just be in your head time so i don't think i don't think superstitions and and like like major superstitions like i know some crazy ones guys are they have to they have to um tape their stick at a certain time or else it's it's it throws off the whole rhythm or like they're, they're thinking like oh i might not have a good game or something or like just little things like say you don't eat the right pregame or you don't you don't go to the bathroom at the right time, or you don't you don't do all the little things that you have to do. So it's just, I don't think you need you need a routine, but I don't I think you can differ from your routine, and I think that'd be okay. So I think routine for sure is a major thing, but I don't think you need to have that every single time, and and if it works for you, it works for you.
1: Yeah, we had um, a former ECHL player on a few weeks ago, and he was talking about how goalies are the weirdest the weirdest guys on the ice <laughs> yeah,
2: they are and it's it's not a bad thing it's just the way that the way that they are they have a lot of pressure on them and they have to be always always engaged mm-hmm. And I think that's that comes with having that mindset of like you know everything has to be perfect everything has to be you know like almost OCD and it's just Doing their little juggling or throwing the ball or visualizing before the game, whatever it is, I think it's it, it it's beneficial for what they have to do. And and I think yeah, I think that's a good thing that, that they got going. But yeah, goalies are really weird. A lot of them are. I haven't met a, I've I've met no, I haven't even met a normal a normal you can say normal but whatever normal it is but a normal goalie. You know, just yeah. hang out <laughs> before the before the game. You know, there's not many of them.
0: Yeah, how many, uh, how often would you say you're, you're playing Sui and kicking a soccer ball around before a game? Is that like an every game or? That's an every, like
2: every Just have fun, loosen up a little bit, just hang out with the guys. Like just, I think that's an every game thing for me, personally. Some guys don't like it. You know, it loosens up the hips, gets your, gets your feet going, like, and it's fun. So I I, I do enjoy it. Sure.
1: Listen, I've walked through that area before, and I've almost gotten killed by a soccer ball. so <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we played Suey while waiting for the bus the other day while we were uh, getting ready for our, uh, our trip up to I' say it was Columbus is where we were going. so it, it's just a good time. It really is, it really is. Montana, we got a couple ad reads that uh, that we've gotta go through throughout our show here as well. just uh, thanking our sponsors throughout uh, Sam, do you want to hit the the first one there? Yeah.
1: So visit Luguru.co for all of your custom, basically sportswear needs. Colin over there, he was on our show. He makes jerseys. He makes um, the junior cyclones. Uh, everything basically for them. And
0: so much of our stuff has come through <laughs> Luguru. And it looks sweet. So um, definitely.
1: actually made that that jersey right there that you see in the back there with the number nine. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything you need, he'll, he can probably make. <laughs> Um, all right. So how would you describe your play style as a defenseman?
2: I'd say I'm for sure a, a defensive defenseman, you know, I like to, and also play physical I know for my teammates, you know, just be that present on the ice that the guys can, can rely on. And I think with that, I think I just, I move pox. I get, get my, try to get my shots through and, and, you know, like I just, I play a very simple game, but I think, I have to learn to just master it and, and make it effective. You know what I mean? Like this thing for me is just is consistency because I can have some games that I'm on and I'm and I'm I'm right in there, but some games it's just it's you know it's in and out. So I think I think that's that's the way that I describe my game. Is yeah, defensive defenseman. You know, I get put in defensive situations. Like we're looking at some analytics. Like I'll be like sixty. Five percent of the time, I'm I'm in. I start in the defensive zone, so I know I know my role, and I and I know and I enjoy it and I embrace it. So I think that's that's the way I describe.
1: Okay, so we have a few questions in the comments here um, from Jesse. (laughs) Who do you model your game after, and who was your favorite player growing up? Hmm.
2: You know, I try to model it kind of like a like a Dustin Bufflin, but. You know, like trying to make some big hits. He's he's more offensive for sure, but I I feel like that could come. But he's he's physical. You know, like gets in your face, and and you know he's a Winnipeg guy. Grew up watching him, so he's a guy that I try to model my game after, and and what I saw growing up. So for sure, like a Dustin Bufflin, and and my favorite guy growing up, yeah, I'd say Shea Weber. Shea Weber when he was like the. The captain of Montreal, he's just, you know, he's just a solid. And I, and I, and it reminded me of, it reminded, it reminded me of myself in a way too. So I just, I really admired him growing up too, the way he he led that team. So I think, yeah, Shea Weber is one of my favorites growing up. Also, Dustin Bufflin for sure. I loved his big hits in what I've had. he got the crowd right into it, and it was super enjoyable
1: um and another one from jesse bell what's the players you keep your eye on in the nhl
2: the players i keep my eye on in the nhl um well obviously you're gonna see the highlights if you're looking at highlights you see seeing mcdavid matthews all those guys but that i like uh, just just kind of keep track on maybe just like uh, like a Jarvis. Like Jarvis, like I, I skate with him in the summer. A lot of the guys that I skate with in the summer, I just like to to look and see how they're doing. So Jarvis, uh Howden, all those guys. Like I think I just kinda search them up, see how they're doing, see how their years going. So
1: Jarvis is definitely uh lighting it up in the canes, so
2: <laughs> he's unreal. Like the fastest <laughs> guy I've seen, like for real.
1: Um all right. So, what kind of adjustments did you have to make going from the Western Hockey League to the ECHL, where you did some time with the Orlando Solar Bears, now to being with San Jose? I
2: think so. Yeah, I think pro is a different game. It's you know you don't have your billets, you don't have your curfew. You got to kind of handle it yourself and 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 you know be a grown up about it. And I think that was like even in the in the dub I had. I had like my basement suite or whatever, but I still had billets cooking and, and cleaning, you know what I mean? Like just doing all those stuff. But I think the major thing was just you have to kind of figure it out for yourself. Like you gotta get your meals in, you gotta do all you know, you have nobody telling you what to do, nobody holding your hand. So I think that and the pace and and all that too, just it's it's a different it's a different animal for sure compared to playing against sixteen year olds when you're playing against Thirty-seven-year-old Adam Cracknell. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. It's different for sure.
1: Now, you were only with Orlando for a really short time, right?
2: Yeah, I I played eight games last
0: year with them. Okay. (laughs) Montana Montana Anyabuchi, San Jose Barracuda defenseman, joining us on the show tonight. Uh, Montana, can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on the the billets for those who maybe aren't as familiar with how billeting works? And uh, share with us kind of your your best billet experience, and if you want to name drop, that's totally fine too.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, so I had like my my nineteen and twenty year old year. I had the sweetest billets. The these there were two retired. Um, one was actually an ex poker player, and my billet mom was a nurse. Um, they. They had like an extra basement suite downstairs that they didn't want to rent out because, you know, renting's just kind of like a hassle and all that, like whatever. But they just, they really loved, loved our team and, and they really enjoyed that. And, and they had older kids that moved out. So they really wanted to, uh, they really wanted to have people in the house because you know what I mean? Like it's just them too. They're just like, ah, it gets quiet around here and stuff. So So they, they, they took me in. <laughs> You're fine. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they took me in, and uh, they took Warren Santazo, my my roommate. Um, and you know what? We had a blast. They they were so sweet. They they would we'd just go and hang out with them. And that...
0: all good. We we get some technical difficulties like that sometimes here. We'll we'll get just- that figured
2: out you know it's it's you just wanted to be around them and just and just hang out with them and and it was very enjoyable and you know you learn a lot from them like just being away from home you know what i mean it's always tough when you're growing up like i was out of the house 16 years old living with billets and and it's different because they're not your parents but they kind of treat you like like they are and you know what you have that bond and that trust with them and i think it's very very different thing because it's like you're li- you're you're living with complete strangers and and that's kind of what it is that's what that's what billeting is you're living in a in a house that wants to take you in and they're gonna cook and yeah they just cook for you and give you a place to stay and keep you safe
1: yeah
0: well, that, the hockey world would not be possible without
2: exactly the yeah the best people best people
1: my um my supervisor, basically CEO of my company, um, we got into a conversation a few weeks ago just about hockey in general because I didn't even know she was even remotely a hockey fan, let alone what she is involved in. And she was um, highly involved with the Erie Otters, which is a junior a junior team. Really? And she's like, she just randomly, just nonchalantly said, "Yeah, I house Alex DeBrincat."
0: That's quite the name drop. <laughs>
1: She was like, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, he's like, he's like our baby. I was like, oh, (laughs) well, uh, makes, makes what I do feel small, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was just like, wow. It was like, you know, I asked him, like, how long did you house him? She's like, for about a year. But you know, we, we, we basically, that's what she did is kept him safe, kept him, provided a roof (laughs) over his head, food on the table.
2: Yeah. And they, and they really enjoy it too. And that's this thing. They don't do it. They don't do it for money or anything. They don't do it for the, they just do it because they, they sincerely care about you as a person and the team. So without without billets, yeah. Hockey
0: wouldn't work for sure. Definitely. Our show wouldn't work without sponsors. So we got to get to another one of those quick uh, righteous felon. Uh, if you go to righteous use promo code OCSN for old city sports network. Uh, you can get 15% off your jerky bundles, your meat sticks, and more. Um, I still have my box here, a few left here. Um, absolutely love these guys. They are phenomenal. Um, definitely give them a shout out. Give them, uh, put in an order. They're, they're good stuff. Uh, did you? Oh, you have got it. Your, uh, your, uh, no
1: it's still sitting at the post office because my post office lady doesn't listen to me and oh, no. it on my driveway. So, and I'm too lazy to go down there right now.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> One of these days, no worries. Um, Montana, you have some guys that uh, you've played with who have seen some success in recent years. Um, guys with the, at the AHL, NHL, ECHL levels, um, you know, guys like Carter Hart and Connor Dewar, and even some, Kind of some up and comers, Connor Zary and Logan Stankoven. Those guys. Um, what was it like playing with those guys uh, with with Everett and with Camloops?
2: Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, they're they're exceptional players. Everybody knows that, right? But mm-hmm. what people don't see is they're really exceptional people too. They're really good. They're really good at you know. they they keep their ego in check because they they. You know what? They, they know they're the best players, and everybody else knows they're the best players, but they don't act like they're the best players, and that's that's the thing. Like, I'll start in Everett. Everett Carter Hart. Oh, the whole the whole town loved them, and everybody loved him. And he was just because he just he was his own. He was his own. Like he's a goalie. Again, a little weird, but he was very kind, and and he his process was just different than everybody else's process. Like the way that he, I know he ate the same meal every single day, didn't differ from it every single day. And he had one of the best billets I've seen too. He was a very, very nice old man, like very nice. We call them parks. Um, He, uh, yeah, he'd make him his food, his breakfast, whatever, two eggs and a chocolate milk or whatever and then for lunch every day he'd be eating at the rink just chicken and rice chicken and rice chicken and rice and i was like i was like 16 at the time i'm sitting there like you ever get tired of that? and he's just like i don't eat it because i like it all the time like i just eat it because you know this is what i gotta do you know so there's guys that like it's they just know that this is what they need to do and like chicken rice broccoli whatever that's it that's all he ate and i was stunned because i had never seen anything like that like you don't like anything else, but it's not that he didn't like it. It's just that's what he had to do. And you know, I, there's Noah Juleson, another great guy. He worked hard. He had some injuries, but he was uh, a first rounder. You know, um, yeah. And then there's Doer. He's he's a he was a guy that you know. I, I still I skate with him in the summer. He's actually a good buddy of mine. He uh, he works he works harder than anybody I've seen ever. Like just it's his attitude, his mentality—that's what it is about him. It's his mentality. He he wants to be better every day, and and he wants to win. He's a winner. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't win, uh, sore loser. So like it's <laughs> it's a big mentality thing for Doer. That's that's what makes him great, and, and you could see that the way that he's had his that is his careers progressed. It's just. It's different from other guys. And, you know, you have Conor Zari, natural, natural skill. Um, you know, he has that passion. He has that dog in him. It's just, it's, it's, it's that, that willingness to just do my best. And, you know what, mistakes might happen, but he just, you know, he lives with it and he's good at rebounding from those mistakes if something happens, you know, and coming out and doing something unreal. And then there's Stan Coven, just, yeah, he's just he he puts in so much work like outside of the ring too. Like this guy would go home and I know his dad too. Like his dad dad was a big supporter of him. So he he's uh he's, he was kind of pushing him in the direction just like you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta work hard. You gotta you wanna know you wanna get to the NHL, this is what you gotta do. You know, gave him that right direction. So he would he would go home after practice, start shooting pucks you know, shooting pucks in his basement or whatever, like outside. It's just, he had that, he knew where he wanted to go and he would do whatever it takes to get there. And that's that's why he is what he is right now. So there's a lot of great guys I've played
0: with, a lot of great guys. Yeah, as a Wild fan, I absolutely love Dewey. I mean, he he is so fun as a player to watch and somebody that you just want to root for as well because you see it. Um you know, at every level, he's he's been that guy. Um, which of those teammates, and, and whether it was somebody that you just named or somebody entirely different, um, which of your teammates from your time in the WHL would you say had the biggest impact on your own game? On
2: my own game, um, I would I would say doer for sure. He always, you know, like we always had a great relationship, but it was also like, a, you know what, I'm going to push you to be the best player that you can be today. You know what? And that was like, that was mutual. Like we're going, we're, we're going to go battle. Today. We're going to battle. And it's every single day. You know, he didn't take days off. Like he's like, yeah, we're going to the corner. Let's go. Like he'd want the biggest guy in the corner, you know, like he just, that's him. That's the way he is. And it's, and I think that's, that helped me because it got my, it got me thinking like, Hey, this is what we're going to do every day. And that's why Everett is so good because they had, they had great leaders and, because they were, they were, uh, they were, they were, um, what is it? They never missed the playoffs they, uh, for I don't know how many years, but they never missed the playoffs. And it was just because of that leadership that's been passed down for every year the 20s leave, it's been passed down to the younger age. Passed down, passed down because it's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's just, there's just, there's a certain way of them doing it. And that's what they do. And, and that's him personally. Was like the biggest influence on me and my game for sure. I think
1: someone says we love Dewey.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. Great. <laughs>
1: um, you know what you said about Carter Hart? It doesn't shock me. Just watching him progress as far as he has, he's doing phenomenal. Um, you know, he only played 18 games in the A before he basically got thrusted into the NHL. And to me, I think he's done a, a really good job at handling the the cards the cards that have, that have been dealt to not only him but to his entire team.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, he has a he has some weird superstitions too. Actually, like when he gets to throw the throw the water in the air and watch it all drop. Have you ever seen him do that?
1: Yep. He yeah. does that every game.
2: Wains does that every single game. That was, was so for him. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's good. So. Yep.
1: All right. So go to www.oldcitysports.com. That's old with an E. And check out all of our other podcast articles and more. Um, a shout out to our Phillies podcast. Um, lot. And my phone for not stopping going <laughs> off. Um. Yeah, the the fan lot. You guys are doing phenomenal. You're in the World Series. Uh, let's bring home that 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 uh that trophy, and all of, right other, all of our other, all of our other podcasts. Um, Flyers Alley, uh, Delco Dive. We have a beer tasting podcast, Montana.
2: Really? Yes. Beer tasting podcast.
1: Yeah, it's like all IPAs and stuff like yeah. that.
0: Craft breweries, <laughs> and they they get all these, whether it's local or whether it's uh, just anywhere and drink them on the show rate them all that kind of stuff i mean it's a it's a cool show that is really cool that is really cool you guys have multiple shows yes yeah yes yeah, so we've, we've got a flyer show we've got a Phillies show we've got the the delco dive we've got um all sorts of stuff plus all the uh articles on the network there too mm-hmm. um yeah we, we got a lot mm-hmm.
2: you guys how long you guys been doing this for you guys really in, really enjoyed doing podcasts like
0: Um,
1: Our show's only been on since October. No, not October. August. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) Yeah. Whoever is texting Sam, stop it. (laughs) Look at that that up on the screen. Yeah, we we started this show in uh, August. And then Sam has done, you've done a few other shows for a couple years now. And then I started doing podcasts um, before the start of last season. So, uh, like, September of 2021. Nice. Um, right about there. So that's awesome. I I'm, I'm, I like podcasts. I I watch Joe Rogan.
2: That's about it. But yeah, I I I've always wanted to be on a podcast. Actually, so
0: well, we're very glad that we could make that happen for you. Let me on. <laughs> are are you a beer guy? I should ask you. You mentioned with the... I'm
2: not a huge beer guy. To be honest, I'm not. I, it's a, it's an acquired taste, but it's not for me. I don't think you know. Like some guys love their beer, but I I'm more of a wine guy. You know, like I like
0: I prefer wine, but yeah. I mean that that's fine too. It's probably I mean, especially during season, probably better for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's heavy,
2: heavy. But yeah, I'm, I'm,
0: I, I don't mind like
2: a, a nice like I can have a corona on a sunny day, you know what I mean? Like a nice mm-hmm. sunny day like on the beach or whatever. And but other than that, I'm not just gonna be uh not gonna be just drinking beers, but
0: right
2: Mm -hmm.
1: oh and uh sean campbell from our eagle show shout out great show guys thank you sean uh he is sundays for the birds and our only uh undefeated nfl team (laughs) i don't know how they're pulling that off but let's go birds (laughs) all right um, so your last two years in Camp Loops, you wore the A as one of the alternate captains. What did wearing the A mean to you and how would you describe your leadership style?
0: Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. Let me turn on the light quick. <laughs> oh, that's all right. No worries. Um, in case you are just joining us, uh San Jose Barracuda's defenseman Montana Anyabuchi is uh, joining us on the show right now. Um, <sighs> fantastic interview so far um, but yeah Montana your leadership style and, and what wearing the A in loops meant to you
2: you know it, it meant a lot to me I, I like to think of myself as a leader you know growing up I've always been a leader like with my with my friends I thought like just just kind of yeah. you know like in, in recess and in sports in the classroom I tried to help people and and I always want to be the best person I can be for people because I know when people are going through a tough time, I can be there to lift them up. And I think, you know, some guys have a lot of pressure on them, and and I like to be that that person that they can talk to or, or you know, confide in. And I think during during that time in Camloops that I wore the A, I, I was I'm more of a vocal leader. Some guys, some guys just, you know. Aren't like that, but I think I'm more of a vocal leader, and I, I like to, I like to present myself as a vocal leader. And you know, in the room, we're down a couple goals right now. We got to get some guys going. I'm kind of that guy that says, "Hey, guys, we need to, we need to get going here." Like, and and I think guys respect that, and I think guys, guys live like guys took that and 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 ran with it. So I think my time, yeah, wearing the A in. in no, Kamloops was I, – I loved it. And it was a great honor of mine for sure. And, yeah.
0: Kind of as a, a follow-up to that, when you go from being one of the captains in Kamloops mm-hmm. and then you go to the AHL level where so many of these players have been captains in the past of their, their previous clubs and everybody has kind of been that leader at some point, how do – players at those higher levels really define and establish who the leaders are within their ranks. And especially coming from juniors and making that transition to the AHL. That, that uh, is,
2: yeah, that is probably, sorry, sorry for me, but that was, that was probably one of the hardest transitions for me personally was, you know, you become, you're that vet, you're that, you're that guy that everybody looks up to. And then you're right back to the bottom. You're a rookie again. You know what I mean? So that's, that's a big thing that you gotta kinda you gotta kinda grasp is like, you know what, now you're you're back to being a rookie. And you had your time as a rookie, but you're back. So you gotta be able to, you know, still you can still be a leader in your own way, but it's not as um it's not as expressed. Like you don't express it the same way you would to like 16 year olds, 17 year olds, you know, because these are grown men with 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 kids at home. Wives, you know, you, you're a young kid. They're just like, ah, whatever. So I think, I think you could still be a leader in your own way, you know, like cheering on the guys and, and motivating people and, and being there for guys. But I think you have to take a different approach for sure compared to uh, in juniors because you're not that guy. You're not that older guy that the guys are looking up to. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's, it's different for
0: sure. Awesome. Um, Norse Beards. Uh, Visit www.northbeards.com, enter promo code OCS for Old City Sports. Uh, That'll get you 25% off of your Norse Beards products. Uh, Montana, I want to ask you about last Saturday with the uh, (laughs) Tucson game where we had a a bit of a brouhaha going pregame and uh, had 120 penalty minutes before puck drop. I I had to ask you about this and and
1: so. I just have to say I was in the press box Saturday for the phantoms game and this just started getting tweeted out just everywhere and I'm getting hammered with it like Sam you gotta look at this I'm like "Um, I'm watching my team like I'm more worried about them (laughs) Um, and then I saw the videos come across and I was like oh. Okay, <laughs> yeah,
0: this is why a
1: bit more interesting. <laughs>
0: this is why they're blowing up your phone. So Montana, for you, what was your reaction? Is that's such a, a weird thing? You don't get pregame line brawls really like that at any level. What was your reaction as that was happening in front of you, uh, and then kind of how did the team uh, respond in the locker room and afterwards?
2: So well, what went down? Like so, prior to that, we. We played Tucson before that, right? The game before, and, and we thought as a group that we we're, were getting pushed around too much. You know, they got a lot of big guys over there. And, you know, we we needed to send a message. And some guys, you know, like before they thought, maybe in video they thought they were being called out or whatever, but they thought they would stand up for themselves if somebody did that again, like even just pushing in the the center face off or whatever. So, like, we weren't going to... We weren't going to take anything. So it's just, yeah, it it kind of was, you know, before the game. I don't know if that was the right timing, but <laughs> but it, it happened. And, and it was in the locker room. The guys were laughing about it. Like, we were, we were loving it. Like, everybody, everybody was having a good time about it. But, yeah, it's it's a weird thing because a lot of suspensions, a lot of penalty minutes there, right? You're playing with a short bench. Um, but I think I think we sent a message we sent a message that uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna just get pushed over or disrespected so I think I think it was a it was a good thing that happened because you know what we came out with a better effort that night
0: right well that game was right down to the wire too it was a, a shootout as well so a very evenly contested game uh, throughout in that one Absolutely. Um and something that I'm sure kind of brings the the team together in a way, especially this early in the season. Yeah, yeah. We have to find our identity, right? Like we don't, we
2: want to be, like we were saying before the year started, what, what are we, what are we, what's our identity? You know, what's our identity? We have a lot of skill. We have a lot of speed. We want to be hard to play against, right? We got to do that every night. And that's the thing. So we can't have, we can't take games off that, you know, what, we're just going to kind of go through the motions here. No, we got to play like that every game. So I think... We sent the message, and and we we're trying to find our identity. That's that's the main thing.
1: And I I, I think we we had even said last week, Dan and I, um, that basically you guys are showing so much effort so early on the season that like it's it's honestly surprising because of last season. It it's just it's refreshing to see you guys are putting out a lot more effort, and it's you guys are doing really well. We're really proud of you guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, one of one of the things we love with this show is we kind of because we're not tied to any particular team or program. Like we get to root for everybody to be yeah. at their best, and and all the more reason that we're we're glad that we could get you on and tell you directly that like we are constantly rooting for for the players throughout the season. So I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah, it means a lot.
1: Um, So this next segment of American Beauties is brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media PA. I believe if somebody uh, guessed the right player who scores the first goal for the Flyers tonight, Jesse was giving out a $50 gift card to Sterling Pig. Um, I don't know the score of the Flyers game right now. I am
0: looking it up right now.
1: All I know is Zach McEwen got pummeled into the bench i think I something happened.
0: uh we've, we've got no scores so far so it's not too late to uh to get your pick wait, in there but wait, we are no wait. score with 11:54 to go in the third so yeah. dan you're,
1: you're you're telling me they're playing the rangers and nobody has scored yet
0: yeah for either team hmm. so I'm confused. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a little surprised <laughs> with that one too but here we are you know any given night right that's that's why we play the game
1: all right go flyers anyway um, <laughs> All right, so can you talk about what happened to you on your way to Sharks Development Camp?
2: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst. Yeah. Um. So, it's I fly into Vancouver Airport, right, and then I'm fi- flying to uh, San Fran, and I have all my stuff with me, and you know, give it to the lady and everything. Um. They they couldn't find it i i i asked them to ship it they said oh yeah i'll be in by uh i'll be in by tomorrow when i got to san fran i'll be in by tomorrow i called them you know sent some messages rosemary or the lady that handles all of uh the receipts and everything and she just she tried she tries to call them and tries to set up a time for delivery but i didn't have any anything nothing i had like a little duffel bag of clothes maybe you know what i mean and the clothes i was wearing but all my toiletry bags in there and some shoes had everything. So, my hockey stuff, which is the most important thing, right? All lost along the way. So, I spent the whole week wearing Velastic skates, um, Weatherbee's equipment, second equipment, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was unfortunate, but you know what? I made it work. New sticks. I don't even know whose sticks I was using. It was random, but that's the thing with the airports, just they're so hectic and then so many bags they just lose track of everything so yeah it was it was not ideal it was not ideal for sure but you know what it made it work
0: I certainly hope that's the only time that that anything like that has ever happened but have you had other like really bad travel experiences like that
2: Uh, I've had a couple but you know what not my hockey bag especially at like a nhl development camp you know like it's just yeah it's so unfortunate but yeah it just happens like that and you know what you can't blame them they're just doing their job and you know like lead and stuff so it's just happens
1: and when i when i read that i was like how do you lose a hockey bag like yeah (laughs) that's like 70 pounds worth of equipment like
2: i know yeah, you'd think they'd have that in the bag, but no, they didn't. <laughs> I've lost a couple of bases, but nothing nothing like that. And I've lost my hockey bag. and sticks to, like, everything.
0: And then they did finally get it to you, what, like, the day before camp ended? They literally gave it to me the day
2: – yeah, I got it that day, and then I do it right back on the plane to go back.
0: Did it at least make it back with you when you flew back? It did. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All works out in the end. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, all right. So this was given to me by uh, Liz. She works for you guys. (laughs) She wants to know how you always know where the cameras are. How do I know? (sighs) She's like, ask him how he always knows where the cameras are.
2: No, I just know where all the photographers are, and I just, I don't know. You just see them. I like I look around before pregame skating or whatever and, and yeah. I just look around,
0: see the cameras, look smile. So. Yeah. I mean every picture that, that we've found as we were looking through, it's like he is looking directly at the camera in these pictures. Like how <laughs> how does this keep happening? Like you, you can't take a bad picture. It's mm. it's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I just, I see them. I can, I can tell when they're just pointing at me, I just
0: take a pose. <laughs> Hit them with a smile real quick. and <laughs> little poser. <laughs> I love it. Uh, next up, uh, Neshaminy Creek Brewing. This segment is brought to you by Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit Com. Check out all their awesome beers, merch, and much more. Thank you to Neshaminy Creek for sponsoring our show. Uh, Montana, just about uh, done here for tonight. So, I got a couple more questions to get through here. Uh, we want to ask what can Barracuda fans and AHL fans uh, expect from you the rest of the season?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I think I got another gear. And I think, you know, we got a lot of good D right now. And, you know, a lot of injuries and stuff's going to happen throughout the year. So, I'm just hoping to be consistent and, and get into a, a long stretch of games right where find my game and and find my grounding and you know I think I think a successful year for me would be playing my game the way that it's supposed to be played, playing hard, standing up for my teammates and just you know, just just working hard. And I think after you can't you can't ask for more than that. If I if 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 I put the work in, I know I'll be successful. And I think that comes from trusting the process, the long season. And uh, I think I'll, I think I'll get my shot here soon. And yeah, pretty positive. And uh, yeah, staying positive is a major thing too. Staying positive about it, you know, it could be out of the lineup here and there, but once I uh, kind of fix the things in my game that need to be fixed and and I'm I'm a staple on the, on the back end there, I think, I think I'll get, I think I'll have a lot more success.
0: How hard can it be to stay positive? Like uh, uh, looking at at last season where there was the the down of the ECHL and then back up, um, going quite literally coast to coast uh, on that move as well. Um, How do you stay positive despite some of that kind of adversity along the way? That's the thing. Like
2: it's – I think I'm a very passionate person, a very emotional person. So I think it's, it's very tough for me to handle, but I think that just comes from, you know, I've, I've, I've been here before is I've had this adversity before, you know, growing up and everything. So it's just even, you know, I've been sent, when I got sent down, one time I was sent down for 12 hours and I came back, you know, like right after preseason, 12 hours, I was down there and then I sent back up, that's a five hour plane ride. You know, it's just, just all that stuff adds up, it builds up and then it's, Good thing I got I got a good support group. You know, I, I got my roommate here, Santiri Hataka. You know, like we we both we both been in and out of the lineup for each other. So it makes it's a weird dynamic, but you know what? We're good friends, so it doesn't even matter. It's just it's it's just you don't you don't wanna be upset that you're out with and mm-hmm. he then you just look like a bad teammate. And that's not what we are. So I got a good support group. I got my girlfriend, you know, my parents are really supportive. I got my brothers, my friends back home. So I think if you just, you know, you want to talk, I think just talking about it, just talking about it with somebody just helps a lot. And Oh my God. all good.
0: <laughs> we lost the lights again. It happens.
1: Listen, my phone hey, keeps, it, going off. We Your a, keeps going off.
0: We, we pulled the Utica comments here. Yep. That's what we're, <laughs> what we're going with. So uh, it happens. No worries. Um,
1: yeah, we're not sure if you know what happened to the Utica Comets a couple weeks ago.
0: No, what happened?
1: They were I think there was like 2 minutes left in the second period and they lost power to their entire arena.
2: No way. Did they finish the game? Or no.
1: They're re- they're um they're finishing up the game January 24th.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they they totally had to like pull the plug on it. like they told the people to stay in their seats. Um, while they waited to get the power back on and they they couldn't do it. they couldn't get it on eh? so just had to send people home and, and go from there. So you, you know you... Our, our podcast is not nearly as big a venue as uh, you know losing it in Utica but you know it is what it is. yeah <laughs> how do you how do
2: you even like finish that game? do you start the game with two minutes extra like what the so score they're
1: they're starting the game at like two minutes 19 seconds left in the second and then they're gonna play the
0: third. Yeah, they're just going to completely I... pick it up where they left off. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. So, I think it just happened to be like maybe they had, um, you know, playing again later that week or that weekend, but they found somewhere in the schedule to, to fit it back in. So, whatever works. Have you ever had anything like that, like a really bad um, arena malfunction while you were playing?
2: No, but even this – even the, the Sharks pre- preseason games too. Remember in uh... – in LA, like three glass panes broke. I was, oh, yeah. but, but I was, I don't know, was it? Yeah, yeah, I was just, I was still up with the, with, uh, with the Sharks, but like three glass panes in one game broke from one guy, Jacob Doty. <laughs> so it was just so weird. It was just a weird thing. Like that never happens, you know, especially three in one game.
1: Um, I remember it was a game I was at like two weeks ago. Um, one of the, the guys on the Hershey Bears actually flicked the puck so hard that it hit the Jumbotron and it cracked the Jumbotron. Oh,
2: wow. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. <laughs> what do they? They just kept going? I guess it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, they got to keep going. I mean, the Jumbotron still worked. You could just definitely see where the crack was.
0: Crack. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't imagine that. I think the, the only one that I can really remember, like have a vivid memory of um, was Dion Phaneuf when he was with Calgary and was playing the Minnesota wild, my hometown team. Um, and at the end of the first period and then the end of the second period, he was on the ice and would just take a slap shot down to the other end of the ice, you know, try and bury one late right in mm-hmm. the buzzer. And mm-hmm. he did exactly that. He broke glass panes behind the goal From after the first and the second. Like one was from like center ice and the other one was like in zone, but still like still in the same game? Same game. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. That's that's crazy. Yeah.
2: It must be little like little cracks in it before too, but maybe.
1: I love I love before every season when I can see the the fresh new glass. I'm like, oh, not much longer until it's still scratchy. No, it's not
2: going to stay like that. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Mm.
1: Uh, all right. So uh, Buffalo Bayou Brewing. Visit www.buffbrew.com and check out their menu of beer and food. And if you're in the Houston area, definitely go check it out.
0: I think that's all the. Do, do we have any more uh, fan questions, Sam? Nope. All right. Well, Montana. Anything else that you want to add while we've while we've got you here?
2: No, I just want to say thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate yeah, it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule.
2: Of course. Of course. No problem. No problem.
1: And hello to your roommate. <laughs> oh,
2: I'll tell him to say hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds great. That was uh, San Jose Barracuda defenseman Montana Onyabuchi. Anab- Montana, thank you so much for joining us again tonight. Um, we had an absolute blast having you on. And again, our, our first AHL player that we had on the show. So uh, some history for us and for you as well, I guess, in that regard.
2: Thanks guys. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All
0: right. Well, that is it for tonight's episode of American beauties. Uh, Thank you one more time to our sponsors, Righteous Felon, the Chamonix Creek Brewing Company, Norse Beards, Buffalo Bayou Brewery, Lugary Jerseys, Sterling Pig Brewery, and the Old City Sports Network. Thank you again to our guest, Montana Anyabuchi. That's it for today's episode. Thank you everybody for tuning in. She's Sam. I'm Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody.
1: Bye guys.